My number one pet peeve is people that come through, they lift up their arm and they point at that watch and say, this course was long. Diz Runs Radio, episode 657, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, I uh, just want to let you know uh, a little advanced warning for the first time uh, that, that we've been able to do this, that uh, Bex and I will be making the trip to North Carolina, to High Point, North Carolina, to be exact, in May of 2019 to run in the Carolina Bruce Fest Half Marathon. And uh, we would love to see you there. If you're if you're in the North Carolina area, you're looking to, to make a little uh, weekend getaway at some point, it's, it's actually uh, our anniversary is May the 13th, so we're going to have a little anniversary celebration slash race celebration. It, it, hopefully, it'll be a good time. Uh, and we, we would love to have you there as well. Um, this is this is the first of hopefully many announcements that I'll be making uh, early this time. You know, I know uh, some of the announcements I've been making for races I've been at uh, have kind of come last minute. You know, kind of six weeks out or something like that, which doesn't exactly uh, make it as easy to have time to, to train and prepare and, and uh, you know solve all the logistical issues and plan out your calendars to be there. Uh, but hopefully this time. With uh, you know five and a half, six and a half months, I guess at this point uh, out before that race. Hopefully that'll maybe give you enough enough opportunity. Those of you that are in the Carolina area would love to see you there. If you're looking to to make a little trip out of it, we would love to see you there as well. All the information can be found at carolinabruisefest.com. Prices go up. I believe the uh, the the end of. 2018. So December 31st, 2018 is uh, when uh, the prices will jump, or I guess January 1st, prices will jump up to the next tier. So get in while the getting's good, and uh, let us know that you're going to be there. So uh, we can we can definitely make some plans to either you know uh, get a couple beers afterwards or do something the day before. I'll probably be at the expo, and, and by probably I'll be in, I'll most definitely be at the expo uh, setting up shop there. So you can stop by and say hi. Uh, but we'd love to see you. Love to hang out a bit. Maybe run a few miles together as well. Um, so carolinabrucefest.com again, May the 11th, 2019, set your calendars, set your watches, uh, hopefully see you there. But, uh, now without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is someone that has turned his passion for running into his business and things are definitely continuing to grow and expand for him, uh, each, each and every year just about. And hopefully that trend will certainly continue. Uh, several years ago, he and his wife started Junction 311 Endurance Sports with the goal of putting on the best running events in the Tri-Cities area of North Carolina. And as the races have grown in popularity and, and word spreads about the, the quality of events that they're putting on, uh, they've, ex- they've expanded. They've branched out of just the North Carolina area into a couple other states here in the southeast of the United States. And uh, who knows what other plans for growth they may have in the future as well. So between his passion for our sport and uh, obviously the races that it, uh, he has in his catalog, uh, I'm pretty confident in saying that we will have no shortage of things to talk about today. So without any further ado, it is my pleasure to be able to welcome Mr. Mike Clark to the show. Thanks for joining us today, Mike. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you, and I enjoy the opportunity to sit and talk and uh, love running, love talking about our events and what we do, and we, we put our put our passion into it, like you said, and we have a good time doing it. Fantastic. I can't wait to uh, to learn all about it. And guys, if, if along the way, 
Uh, we talk about something that, that strikes you and, and you want to check out more information. Uh, Junction311.com is the website for all of the events. And uh, we're probably going to be focusing a bit more on Big Beach Marathon, which is uh, a race that's coming up in uh, January of 2019 in uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. You, well, you, you've already heard me mention it a couple times. I'm going to be there, uh, but I'm looking forward to getting the, uh, the inside scoop, a little more about what to expect. Uh, but if you want to join me uh, in, in Alabama this year, uh, bigbeachmarathon.com is the website for that particular race. Um, and once again, as always, disruns.com slash 657 is the link for the show notes. We'll have everything else linked up there. The the, the uh, shorthand version, the Cliff's Notes version of today's episode will be summarized there as well. disruns.com slash 657 if you need any of the links for anything that we talk about today. So, Mike, before we, we dive into all of the, uh, the the specific events and, and uh, you know what you've got going on with Junction 311, uh, I, I would love to just, first of all, kind of talk about uh, kind of some of your uh, running, how you got into the sport and things like that. But, but before we do that, the, the introductory question that I ask everybody that comes on the show, uh, it's, it's the one constant of, of all of the episodes. Is, uh, it's a simple question to ask. For some people, it's a simple question to answer. Some people, it's a little bit more difficult. But I'd just be curious to know, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Um, I would say it's a toss-up between 10K and half marathon. Um, in, once I got into distance running, you know, it, and, and now that I'm getting on up there a little bit in years, it, it takes three or four miles just to kind of get warmed up <laughs> and going. So a 5K, I do them uh, on, you know, semi-regular basis, but it's, it's like you just get going and, mm-hmm. and you uh, have to stop and uh, I like marathons pretty well, but that's one you have to savor after the day because it, it gets a little painful there at the end, but 10K and half marathons are kind of that distance where, yeah, it's, you got to run, you got to train, uh, but you still feel pretty good that day and enjoy it in the moment. So that's uh, kind of a toss-up between those two. That's fair. That's fair. And, and it's, it's uh, definitely um, a, uh, a common refrain around here for that question is that, you know, kind of that, those middle distance type of, of endurance events, obviously not the middle distance for the track, but you know, that, that half marathon, that the 10 mile, that the 10 K yeah, they're, they're, they're good races. You have to definitely train for them if you want to race them hard, but they don't, uh, they don't beat you up so much that you're, you're on the shelf for a couple of days afterwards, which is always appreciated. <laughs> exactly. How'd, how'd you get into the sport? Is running something that, uh, that you've been doing, uh, for, for many years or, or how'd you uh, find your way into this, uh, this crazy passion that we all have? Well, it's it is uh, something I've now been doing um, uh, long distance, uh, uh, half and and full distance for about twenty years, and and five k and ten k for even longer than that. Uh, but I didn't get into um, running until I was in my thirties, and um, just needed to lo- got into it in the losing some weight. Uh, uh, used to live in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, of course the big race there is the Peachtree Road Race on Fourth of July. So I did that a couple of times there, and then we moved to North Carolina. Kind of fell out of running and needed to get back in shape, and actually ended up kind of linking up with the group that was running longer distances, and then finally set a goal of uh, doing a marathon, and that's how I got into that and got linked up with. Um, Team and training. I don't know if you're familiar with it. it raises money for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and um, uh, so that's I got to doing um, longer distances. That have now done. I've kind of lost count now that I'm getting old. Like 14 or 15 <laughs> marathons, all real slow, but I've completed them all. Um, so um, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Didn't start till I was like I said about 32. It was, it was time getting a, a little too chubby, and I'm kind of back in that. Uh, 
realm again of it was such a busy fall season uh, that I didn't run much, so I'm just getting back in the groove now and got a, got a few pounds to drop. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, in those in those early days, um, was it uh, you know when you talk to somebody about how they got started with running? There's there's a, a handful of different avenues. One of them being being kind of the, to get in shape, lose a little bit of weight, whatever the case, kind of the health benefits of running that that lures them in. Was was it something for you that that kind of took hold of you pretty quickly as in once you got started it was like gosh i, I kind of like this thing or uh was it was it a bit of uh you know you're doing this to take your medicine and you just you're just going to keep going at it for a while to, to to see those health benefits and then you're going to be done with the sport before it finally got it like was it a, was an acquired taste for you i guess is what i'm trying to ask um a, a little bit i won't say a ton i i um that first time i really started it, it was i just got to keep doing this for a, a while, but it was honestly, uh, I was so out of shape and, and overweight that, you know, it was tough to get through a mile and then two miles. And then, then 5k was just like a mental barrier. And it went on for another month or two before I finally completely ran a 5k without stopping or three miles training without stopping. But then it was like, it kind of shattered the glass and I, within a month ran six miles without wow. stopping. So it was like, you know, once you're kind of break through that barrier and that was it was kind of no turning back that you know then I've had periods where I fell out of it for more you know work and business reasons or whatever you know family reasons but um you know that was kind of the turning point it was taking your medicine for a couple of few weeks until you got <laughs> until it took hold that's you're better than, than I am because I feel like I had to take my medicine on it for for probably uh gosh close to a decade before I <laughs> I, I really uh embraced it it was one of those it was yeah, you know, I'd, I'd go for a run and, and uh, come back in, and my wife would go, "Well, how was it? It was terrible. Of course, it was. It was running. It was. It was. It, every step of it was miserable until the last step when I came back into the house, and then somewhere, you know, it just kind of started to become something that wasn't terrible anymore. And and uh, I guess I feel like I'm one of the, the the ones that took longer to come around from the people I've talked to because if you're, if you're saying it was a couple of weeks, that's that's pretty uh, pretty darn quick in my world for for enjoying the sport. Yeah, it, it, it's something. Um... I um, I enjoy running with with friends and groups, but also and you know some people don't like to run by themselves at all, and I, I enjoy that a lot too. Just kind of you know have paired up the thinking about, especially now running a company, thinking about business or thinking about issues and or just what we're going to do next week, what we're gonna, what we're going to do for in, we're we're going to be in Florida on vacation at Christmas time, so one of the fun things we're going to do down there, like when I was out running last night um, at one of our run clubs and. Um, so it's turned into that kind of thing where I, I use it also as a time to just reflect and think and, right. you know, clear well, my mind. Of, of course, a chance to not be, uh, on your phone or in front of, in front of a, a device or whatever, and, and have some, some quiet if you want, or have some, some music if you want or whatever, whatever it's your time, which is, which is one of those things that, uh, I think I appreciate as much about, as much as anything else about running these days. It's just a chance to be just for me and not feel selfish about it and, and enjoy it. Yep, absolutely. So, where along the timeline did the did the idea of starting a, a race company kind of come from? For, you know, where did where did it translate from? This is something I enjoy doing. To you know what, I'm going to make this uh, kind of my, my livelihood at this point. Well. Um Somewhat, actually, it's still late in the in the timeline of my running. Though it seems like we've been doing it forever. But if you count from when I first started running, it's it's the um, 
really, uh, well, we kind of eased into it. Um, again, I mentioned earlier about team and training, and that that's where I have met my best friends in life now. We, we, we all, several of us just actually went up and did the New York City Marathon a few weeks ago, so had, had a blast doing that. Uh, ran really slow, uh, so was I was not trained well, so but but turned it into just enjoy it and had a great time. Uh, but anyway, with team and training, after a while, the friends and family got tired of me asking them for money. Uh, so originally, our foray into kind of managing events, we did a, a a bike ride for several years, and my my wife had a background of uh, supporting in a, a big cycling event around here, and so that she's had prior experience that way. So we. Uh, kind of used that, and, and that went away for a couple of years, and we started a, a five, 5K, 10K uh, called Hit the Bricks here in uh, or in Greensboro, and we have now been doing that race eight years, and so we got to know uh, the owner of the a local timing company, and he owned several races, um, and I was looking for something, uh, I was being a little frustrated with uh, my my job and career, which is to- totally different, but does come in uh, and been, uh, being beneficial sometimes because um, uh, of websites and computers and stuff. My, I was a software developer, mm-hmm. um, web, web type uh, applications and things like that. So uh, on a part-time basis, he was grumbling. He didn't like to run the events. He liked to do the timing side, and I was wanting to do something and thought, well, maybe it's something I could do after I retire from software. So we got... We acquired five events in 2013. Mm. So we started growing from there uh, and adding other events. And almost four years ago now, um, I got laid off. And it's like I had planned to go full time into it uh, anyway. Uh, but it was like, eh, uh, just tighten the belt a little bit and let's uh-huh. go. So, so far, so good. <laughs> and, we, and we keep growing every year. So that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's definitely a good thing. Um, what uh, yeah, there's there's so many questions that I could could ask along this, and, and uh, I, I'll probably only get to a couple of them because then you'll 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 answer one of them, and that'll spur three other questions, and, and you know that's how the, these things tend to unravel. But um, with getting into into it and, and starting it kind of as as a side business and, and and building it into to what it is today, and and you know continuing to build to what it will what it will ultimately eventually uh, kind of continue to grow into. Has there been times when it makes um, running less fun for you in that you've turned something that was a hobby now into into a job? So is it is it no longer fun or are there times when it's fun? And, and then, like you said, you know, with a fall, busy fall race season, maybe it's it's less fun because there's so much going on or or how it has maybe not how or maybe how who knows. But has starting starting Junction 311 changed running for you as as a sport, as a passion, as something that you're able to, to enjoy doing? Um, it, it hasn't really changed or, or lessened my enjoyment of it, uh, but it's definitely affected my, my running. But um, in terms of just uh, especially in fall and spring, having, having the opportunity to run when you're, you know, exhausted from, you know, you're, you're working, you know, 80, 90 hours a week for from six to eight weeks in a row, and at some point you're just like, I- I'm not running. I'm right. just not going to run. I'm just too beat. Um, and then occasionally during that, it's like, why am I doing this? Why? Why do I? Why do I? Why am I running business? Or why do I, I hate running? You know, we might go through a day or two where I just hate running. 
Um, one thing I'll say about you know ending up, I um, my friends, I kept telling them it was a really bad idea for me to sign up for the New York Marathon. <laughs> I'm not. I can tell you, it's just I'm not going to get to. And they say, oh yeah, you'll work it in, Mike. You'll get to train. Of course, of course, and I really did not get to train nearly as much as I should have. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, kind of like I said, turned it into a fun event, but. That I, I had been going through one of those cycles in, uh, of, you know, I don't enjoy running that much anymore. It's just not fun. Um, and uh, when I went to New York and did that, and, you know, if, if, every, if you can get into that race and you do those distances, you should just do it for the experience. It's so much, don't, don't worry about if you want to race and run for a, a great time. Uh, go for it, but just go soak it in, it, and it and that kind of rejuvenated me on my running. And I, I kind of said, okay, that's my first training run for doing something in the spring, probably a half marathon in the spring that I'm going to get back in shape and and have a halfway decent time. And so that kind of rekindled my my spirit. That's kind of how it goes, you know, when you mm-hmm. you feel uh, after a a long season, you're like, oh, can can we just get to the end of this and and have six weeks off and not, not have to worry about a race. Of course, yeah. I never have anymore. We have so many races that <laughs> you might not be having to physically produce it that weekend, but you're always doing something, you know, associated with it. Yeah, especially with, you know, with, with people making plans months out and, and, and trying, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, if you only have a couple of races that you're working with, it's a year round job, but you start adding, you know, what, what you guys up to about 11 now, 10, 11, 12, something like that. It's, yeah, that are, that are, our races and we manage and time a few others and you know those don't take quite as much uh you know expend as much energy and effort but still they're you know either you're there on the the weekend of the race you're doing things leading up to it so um we're involved with about 20 races total throughout the year yeah i i can uh, imagine that that keeps you busy uh with with running new york was this your first time running the new york city marathon it, it actually was my second. Uh, I did it in 2011. A little more trained then, had a much better time, but a uh, much better finishing time. But I think I enjoyed this one more. <laughs> just um, uh, just going along, talking to people along the way, and the crowds and all that. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, one of those races that is is for me. It's not necessarily on my bucket list because uh, I. I I prefer a bit smaller races and, and obviously that's a, a big, a big race with, with uh, yeah. many, many thousands of people. Um, but everybody that I've heard, I've, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say anything bad about it. So it's kind of creeping up my list as far as one of these years, I'm just going to start entering the lottery and uh, you know, if my name gets pulled, then uh, we'll, we'll go and, and experience it. And if not, then I'm not going to be upset because it's not like this huge goal race that I've been, been wanting to get into for, for years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fine. You should do it. Good. Well, I, there's there's another one. Add, add another add another tick to the uh, the list of people telling me I need to need to run New York. So it's, that list is getting pretty long these days. But uh, <laughs> um, coming back to to getting into what you're doing with with the races, um, being that that you were you were and still are uh, a runner and and you run races uh, and you've experienced it from the participant side of things, um, how would you say that that has helped you from the race organizer putting on the race? So, you know, putting on the race side of things to make sure that the races are as enjoyable as, as possible. Because as everybody that's listening knows, if you've run a handful of races, some of them seem like they take care of everything that, that you could possibly need as a runner. And some of them you kind of are left scratching your head going like, who, who designed this, this course or who, who set up these, these logistics and these arrangements and, and, you know, who was in charge of this thing that 
doesn't seem like they had any idea what, what runners might like. Uh, I, I'm assuming that, that your background as a runner has really helped you on that front of making sure that the races are as runner-friendly as, as you can possibly make them. Um, absolutely. I, I think it just, it just informs everything about you know, what you're doing as, as a race director and a, and a race producer that you, you can, it's, you know, you don't even have to put on the mindset of a runner, you know, who's going to run your race. You already know. So, and, uh, it's all, it's interesting that a couple of the races that we acquired to start the company, I'd, I had actually run as, as a, you know, just a participant. So, uh, you know, we, we always saw some things we could do better and we've been, you know, told that we do them better than the prior owner. So, uh, I, I think part of that is just being informed about that. Um, it also balances back and forth. And when you, um, being on the other side now, you understand some of the challenges of being a race director of, you know, when somebody say, says, Oh, why did you put all those hills in there? It's like, well, we live in a hilly area. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you know, if we went somewhere where it was flat, where you could do a track and run flat for, you know, let's do 30 laps. And then they would come, you know, right. it's, it's, what do you do? So, um, uh, you try to, uh, uh, our turkey trot race or running of the turkeys, we had just our, our inaugural event for that this past Thanksgiving, um, this Thanksgiving. Um, where we have it, there's just no way to avoid some of the hills. But we did, it was like, I know the park and you, you where it, most of it is in, and there's one nasty hill in there that um, I could use it. The runners could have run two different directions. And so I was, I did say, okay, I'm not going to make them run up the nasty hill to finish the race. Nice. <laughs> we'll go the other way, and they drain that elevation coming in, in, in chunks. So things like that, knowing instead of just um, just throwing out a course because it's most convenient or you know it's the most police convenient or whatever like that. Right, right. Yeah, there's no way to uh, to ever make everybody happy because there's always there's always that one guy that, that likes running the hills. So then you try to take the hills out, and he's like, "What happened to all the hills? Like, I, I loved running the hills. What's going on?" I love- Yes, I've heard that. <laughs> Not too often. I get I get this. Uh, um, oh, it's a Mike Clark course. You know, you got those hills in there, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Uh, you're never gonna gonna make everybody happy. But what what are you mentioned that you know the getting seeing the other side of things, the side that you're on now. Um, you you kind of uh, maybe have a. Um, forget the exact words you use, but, but, but the impression that I got was you kind of understand why some things are, are maybe the way they are that as a runner, maybe we kind of complain about, we complain about the hills, but you're in a part of the country where there's, there's hills. And so if, like you said, if you're going to, unless you're going to run 26 miles on the high school track, there's going to be some hills along the way. What, what are um, maybe beyond, beyond the landscape uh, things, things along those lines that, that we as runners, mostly good people, but we tend to complain about some things once in a while that, that we complain about to, to, to the race directors that, uh, you know, there, there's really, you, you, there's just nothing that you can do about it. What are, what are some of those things that we should stop complaining about? Because <laughs> odds are the race director is doing everything they can to make XYZ a non-issue. And, and if it was an issue, it wasn't because of lack of worry or lack of preparation or lack of, of care. It was just, it's, it's the way, the way that this works sometimes. Uh, well, as a di- race director, uh, 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 I'll, I'll try to say this more, more politely than I say. <laughs> um, my number one pet peeve is people that come through, they lift up their arm and they point at that watch and say, this course was long. 
And and I hear that almost every single race. I didn't this past week because our turk, our it was a timed race, but it was just and it was dead on t- uh, distance wise. Uh, but um, it was just a fun race, so every, nobody was really super racing hard. A couple of people, but uh, is that? Oh, oh, your course was long, and the, and people don't understand how you certify, or even not every. You know, we don't certify every one of our courses, um, but we make sure they're accurately measured as if they were going to be certified. Right. So, and there's a process for doing that. Is you pick the you ride on a bike or or. Um, walk with the wheel the shortest possible route mm-hmm. and that includes r- running the tangent all that stuff but typically you're in a race you're kind of weaving around and you're and the G, you know contrary to popular belief gps's aren't, <laughs> aren't perfect right <laughs> they are not perfect and they 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 have a, a margin of error at every time they take a point so yeah, that's probably our number one complaint is your course was too long um, and um, just trying to get people to understand, well, not really, but mm. you, you, yes, you did run, possibly run more than, <laughs> than 13.1 or whatever, uh, but that, you know, that's, that's a common refrain. Um, a lot of people don't understand you pay pol- for police and that's mm. many races is our number one biggest cost in their life. Why didn't you have a policeman on every single corner or whatever? And you know, in most cases, if it, if it's a four-way intersection, yes, you have to have a police officer there. But if there's a side street or something, and the police say, "Oh, it, it'll be safe," you know, um, things like that, they don't under you know, it's like just don't understand. And that kind of folds into sometimes get a little, why is it so expensive? Well, we got all these costs mm-hmm. for the police and you know, shirts and medals and all that stuff. So, you know. Nothing, nothing crazy, but you know, those are things sometimes. Sometimes you don't think about, and they, and um, I guess what has surprised me on the other side is truly how much logistical effort it takes to put on an event, okay. even a small event. You know, a, a small event, a five k or something. And I mean, unless you've got a truly contained course, you know, yeah, all the things, all the moving parts, you know. Mm-hmm. Or you got all your permitting, all these things that are involved with the race that it, I just never realized before until I got had to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's. Uh, I, I don't pretend to know all of the things that go on, but I, I uh, feel like I've, I've talked to enough folks or, or run enough races to kind of start to realize that. Um, there's a lot of, of, of moving parts that have to be to be managed. Uh, and like we said earlier, you know, some of these things probably with with getting permits and, and things like that, you know, six, eight months out in advance, you may be having to, to deal with some of these things or, or, you know, submitting proposals and whatnot to, to cities and, and the officials and whatnot to, to make that race happen that that I think is as runners, I know as runners, we we don't realize all of those things that you'll have to do. So instead of nitpicking about the, the course being 13, your watch saying 13.13 um, realize yeah. that that's that's a pretty darn good uh, day at the office if you only ran three hundredths of a mile farther uh or if your watch was only off by three hundredths of a mile that's that's pretty darn good you're you're good yeah i say <laughs> anything usually if it shows within two tenths of a mile you're doing okay <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's kind of where i i am too i think i figure it, for a half marathon if i'm if i'm less than than 13 and a quarter and for a marathon if i'm less than 26 and a half that I, I I did a pretty good job of of hugging the corners and and running yeah. running smart and and not uh, not going too wide. So so yeah, good good things to remember uh, about uh, maybe maybe all of us not uh, not complaining about the little the little 
inefficiencies or the little pet peeves of, of races because the race directors are doing doing their their, their best work certainly um Shifting gears a bit, Mike, to uh, to the Big Beach Marathon, which is coming up uh, coming up quick. You know, don't uh, yeah, <laughs> don't bat your eyes, or it's going to be here. But uh, coming up coming up soon in Gulf Shores, Alabama, towards the uh, the end, I believe, twenty seventh of January for twenty nineteen is the uh, the date. Uh, when did you guys get involved with that race? Because because clearly, you know, if you started in, in North Carolina, that's that, that's uh, branching out, and, and looking at the uh, the list of races you have, that's the farthest one away from your your home base of, of the states that you're in. You're also in, in Atlanta for a race in in, in Georgia there. Uh, but but what uh, what took you to to Big Beach Marathon in uh, in Gulf Shores, Alabama? Well, a little bit of a story to that. Um, um, first of all, I'm originally from Mobile, Alabama, which is kind of next door, next county over. Mm-hmm. Um, Mobile's the second largest city in Alabama, so w- we didn't have any really great beaches. Or There's one kind of close by. But when I was a kid, we went on vacation on Gulf Shores. And, of course, totally different area than sleepy little beach town, no right. condos, none of that stuff. So that that's how I knew about it. Um, what brought us to do that is here in central North Carolina, um, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, High Point, um, great area, uh, good, good running scene, good cycling scene. Uh, weather is pretty ideal for run. Winter gets a little cold, summer gets a little hot, but still you can, you can get out and do activities almost all year long. Uh, great place to raise kids, but not particularly, okay, am I gonna, as a runner in Des Moines, Iowa, am I gonna, Say I'm going to go to I'm going to go run this race in Greensboro, North Carolina. Right. Uh, uh, we're it's a well, good thing for people living here. The mountains are only you know an hour and a half away. The beach is three hours the other direction. So we're kind of you know ideally located to get to fun things to do. But right here, it's not necessarily a destination mm-hmm. area. We realized it was going to cap the size of our races just naturally. Um, so I started thinking, where can we go for a destination race? And I was like, okay, Gulf Shores is great. It's flat. We can, you know, make sure it's certified, advertise the BQ, you know, qualifier. And, and uh, that's kind of how we got into it, started talking to the city. Uh, they were, and, and the sports commission down there, and they were very excited about it because it's off season. It is truly a tourist town. So blows up in the summer and it's crazy. Winter is, is, much less busy though the snowbird scene is right. growing there but so they were really excited been extremely helpful in, in uh, doing everything about the race um, and uh, kind of greasing the skids for us to make it easy and just started doing some exploring and there the 23 miles of the marathon it is within Gulf State Park which is a wonderful park that you they have some great cabins they have which they call cabins which are actually houses that are really <laughs> uh, we've stayed there a couple of years as our team they have a great big huge camping area and so there's i don't know the total miles we don't use all the trails in the in the park but we use uh, and we reuse a little bit but 23 miles of the marathon are on uh paved greenway and or boardwalk um through kind of a and it's all out mostly in natural. They call them backcountry trails, but don't get confused by that. It's not like trail running in, <laughs> in the woods. Uh, you are kind of out in the woods, but it's paved, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just awesome. So when, once I saw that, I was like, you know, we got, we got to do this. 
and um, that's kind of how we got in into it. So it's it's a half and full. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now, not doing any shorter you know distances on that, and uh, we've always gotten the courses over the past. It's never been exactly the same just because they've been expanding the park and adding trails and so we're like you know originally like eight or ten miles was on just beach road and stuff there and we've been able to over the years this will be the fourth year um move almost all of it and there will probably this course will probably be the the course um from now on but they've finished up some construction this year that again altered it a little bit that made it better mm-hmm. that's why to recertify and use that because like i said it's only two miles at the start going up um the main highway coming into town and then you dip into the park and then you're in the park for the rest of the way until the last mile wow. uh, you come back down the beach road and turn into the finish Wow, yeah, it's uh, it, it sounds sounds great. I, I'm certainly looking looking forward to, to checking it out, and, and even more so now knowing that it's it's mostly going to be in this in the state park, which is which is really uh, really exciting. Uh, and all, all I all I can think about there when you're saying that this is the 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 course has been different every time is going back to what we just talked about with the logistics. Like talk about having to to change things up every year and and uh, trying to to make sure that, that things are always measured out right and certified and all that good stuff. So, so yeah, hopefully this, this course can stick around for a while. There's one less, one less thing you have to worry about uh, the next time this, this race comes around. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing is it's, it's very, very close to last year's course. It's just the little pieces of it have to move, but at least I'm not having to figure anything out. It's just, okay. Other than get exactly the right distance on it. And and, it, and like I said, it, it will, not only be measured correctly, it is a certified will be a certified course. Like I said, we're redoing it, so it, it, that we don't have the certification yet, but we will by race day. Gotcha, gotcha, great. Um, so, it, it, you know, one of the questions that I, that I always ask when I'm talking to somebody with with you know whether it's a race director or somebody that, that's involved with a race um, is. Uh, a, a bit of a leading question, but uh, I think it's it's an important one anyway, uh, because every race tells you that that their race is is unique. You know, you go on you go on any any race's website, and it's you know it's it's unique, and, and they 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 look at oftentimes it's it's you know what makes that that area unique. So in this one, you know, in, in Big Beach Marathon, we're talking about running running through the state park for the vast majority of the race would be something that I would certainly call it as as a, as a unique and, and uh, alluring feature. But but what else? Uh, about the Big Beach Marathon actually makes it unique other than what you can put on the website, that it's, it's, it's unique. But what actually is is a, a reason to come, you know, talk about a destination, you're, you're on the beach, it's not going to be uh, bikini season in, uh, in, in Gulf Shores, Alabama at the end of, of, of January. But like you said, if you're somewhere up north, it is going to be a respite from from the worst of the winter. So that's that's another good feature. But what other, what other reasons should people consider um, making a trip down to Alabama uh, whether in this January or, or you know, planting the seed for for 2020 or beyond to come run the Big Beach Marathon. Um, well, like, like you said, the, the weather is it, it's not go out there lay on the beach weather, but it's actually usually very ideal running weather. You know, or 50s uh, uh, slides up into the mid 60s. A couple of years it's gotten actually a little toasty by the end of the marathon into the 70s, but but not too bad. I mean, it's it's been very good uh, running weather. So that's. Uh, um, the course, uh, I, I, what I love about it, because it's on the trails in the park, uh, one, it is not pancake flat. Like some, some beach races, they do keep you, you're on the roads there, and it's flat as a table. Mm-hmm. So 
this is a very fast course, and I say it's flat because your your overall elevation gain isn't. I'm, I don't know the number off the top of my head, uh, but it's pretty low. But it kind of in in various places rises, drops. Mm-hmm. Um, the trail squiggles, I call it, you know, where it kind of moves around a little bit. So to me, when you're running um, um, and you have little things like that, it, it kind of, you're using your legs a little bit different. Uh, you, you're not quite, um, I, and, I, and I use an example more as a bike ride. I did half Ironman a few years ago in Wilmington, North Carolina, and the bike ride was completely flat. And I actually enjoy riding in our area much better because of the hills. You get to coast and you go up and down, and and there it was just straight. I mean, miles of straight flat road, and it's like I can't coast. I got to. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the course, besides just the the beauty of it, and just the way it does of the gentle gentle rolls and squiggles and things like that, it's just awesome. So it's it's a fun course to run, you know, especially when you run a long distance. Um, I don't think a lot of people know about, you know, I've heard people tell me Alabama has the coastline. Well, yeah, it might not be very long, but it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, beaches are beautiful. I mean, I love the Gulf beaches from from really that area all the way down to Tampa, St. Mm-hmm. Pete and beyond. It's just I think those are the best beaches in the country. So the, the, the beach is beautiful. Just even if it's a little cool getting out and walking along the beach. Um, both of our, our venue for the, the start and finish and the after party is is the hangout. Great, great, you know, party place. We'll have a great band. It's just right on the beach and you're you know, you finish, you'll finish as you go in, you'll see just a great view of the beach finishing. Um, our two sponsor hotels um, are right on the beach. One's right next door. You could sleep till thirty minutes before the race and <laughs> walk over and run. And that's the Phoenix All Suites. And then um, a mile down the road is uh, the brand new, beautiful State Park Lodge, mm-hmm. where we're having the packet pickup and expo for the event. Two beautiful hotels that are just ideal, right on the beach, um, and great seafood. I'm, mm-hmm. It's like I'm I'm an inland person right now, so I very rarely eat seafood here because I can't get people to understand it's different. It's when not you're the same, on. right? So you get some awesome seafood, shrimp and crab, especially those are my favorites. Uh, if you love oysters, fish, whatever, it, it's awesome. Um, there, there's if you golf, there's some good golf courses. There's dolphin watching. There, there's there's plenty to do in the area if you want to make it, you know, an extended weekend vacation and and you're not you're not too sore after the right. marathon right? Right. <laughs> or half to to do some fun stuff. Good good so, stuff. For. Uh, for people that are, are coming in from, from out of town or, or at least considering it, um, where where is the best place to, if they're flying, it, where, where is the best place to fly into? Um, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're driving, uh, how far are we looking at to get off of Interstate 10 to get, to get from, from the interstate down to, to, uh, to the city? Um, there's two airports that are relatively convenient. The, the easiest and best, I would think, is uh, Pensacola, Florida, is probably 40 to 45 minutes away. The Mobile Airport um, is probably about an hour away, So, uh, but Pensacola is a little bit, little bit more convenient. Um, and um, there's, depending on where you're located, uh, actually, it's a little further drive, but if you're going to rent a car anyway, 
there is a, a Allegiant flies into the, the Destin, Panama City area airport, I think they call it. And you can get some real inexpensive flights in there. A little further drive, about two hours from there. Um, off of I-10, it's probably about 30 minutes to get okay. down to Gulf Shores, maybe a little more, depending on traffic shouldn't be too bad that time of year. So um, I've been when it takes me an hour because of all in the summertime with right. all the tourists there. But normally 30, 35 minutes from off of I-10. Gotcha. Uh, so pretty, pretty convenient as far as travel goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, today's drive from... Um, you know, a six-hour drive from Atlanta, um, two and a two two and a half hour, or two and a half hour from New Orleans, mm-hmm. um, Birmingham's four hours. Um, any any of the big cities in the southeast are a, a, a day's drive, so not not too bad of a drive to get there. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, let's see what what else do people always? What, what about the, uh, the the metal situation? That's something that people are always. Always concerned about is is the the bling. Do you guys do uh, do you do that up pretty well? I I, I think so. Um, we have uh, I don't have a sample yet. We have uh, uh, com- gone ahead and approved and sent off this year's design. So we should be getting a sample we can share shortly. Do a metal, little metal reveal. But yeah, the, this past year we had uh, uh, pretty good size. I think the marathon is a five inch or so. It's pretty, pretty big one. Yeah, that's, that's, that's substantial. I don't, if, <laughs> I don't know if we have a spinny thing on it this year. We had a little spinny thing on it last year and some uh, stained glass and very, of course, very beachy looking beach colors and things like that. So it's, it's kind of cool. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it sounds definitely sounds like uh, a good race and, and something that I'm uh, certainly looking, looking forward to, uh, to making the trip up there. And uh, gosh, what, I mean, it is coming quick. It just a, just a couple months as we're recording this, so uh, lo- looking forward to it. And um, any, anything else on uh, on the Big Beach Marathon that you want to leave people with before we kind of start uh, wrapping things up for today, Mike? Um, the main thing is just it's come and have fun. We'll have we'll have a great band. We're um, getting the same one we had uh, last year. Um, uh, a group out of um, New Orleans area. Um, had a really strange name, so I can't even remember what. <laughs> but they were really good. We actually had them come up to North Carolina and do our uh, um, beer festival half marathon that we do up here, Carolina Brews Fest. Um, uh, every, the, with the event, everybody gets a um, a light meal. Um, Monday night brewing is uh, our beer sponsor, so everybody gets a couple of beers after the race. Great party, great you know, we're right there on the beach. Uh, we're uh, we had uh, um, looking forward to really good weather this year, so uh, it'll be a good time. Good, good. Well, um, as as uh, before before I ask the, the last question, and, and this is less specific to to Big Beach and more to just the, the overall Junction three three one one stuff. Uh, and if you don't want to tell me, or if, if things can't be disclosed, no worries, I totally understand. But uh, like you said, it, things have been growing and, and things are, are going well. Uh, looking to add any uh, any more races any more locations to the uh, portfolio or are things pretty good where they stand right now as far as the number of races that y'all have um we we always look for opportunities and uh, one i hadn't been really planning on but um happened that uh now we have um and we're, we're not keeping a secret but but we haven't really publicized it yet but we have acquired a second race in atlanta so um that one we're looking that could spawn some interesting um uh, things in the future, but it's uh, Atlanta 
is a very big area, the metro area, and there's actually a city called Roswell, which is just to the north of Atlanta. It's in the metro area, but it's Roswell. Uh, and the original founder of this race played off the Roswell, New Mexico thing, so it's the, the alien 13.1 half marathon. So uh, they've done a lot of good things with that race in the past, and we're, we're going to take it and hopefully blow it up some more. So that's a new one we got coming down the the pike for 2019 um it's a it's a summer race so it's hot but it's in the evening so it's, it's always kind of cool an evening race yeah the, the evening races are uh always always uh a fun thing i i used to run the uh the wine and dine half marathon here at, at disney when it was a, a 10 p.m start time race and that was that was a it's a whole you talk about logistics to bringing it back to something we talked about earlier the the whole routine that we as runners have for how to get ready for a race when when the race doesn't start until 10 o'clock at night Goes right out the window, and you just oh, you just kind of have to figure it out as it goes. But it, it was a fun fun challenge, and it was nice to have it get cooler as you ran, as opposed to when you start earlier and the sun comes up and it gets hotter, you know, with every mile. So it was it was a nice change of pace. So that sounds like a fun one for sure. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. Good deal, good deal. So uh, as as we're wrapping up, Mike, the uh, the the way I, I typically end the conversations is with uh, kind of one of those. Uh, open-ended questions similar to the the introductory question and, and just kind of uh, use this as, as kind of a, a place to um, just kind of put a put a final bow on things and, and, and we'll call it a day after this but uh, we'd just be curious you know with with um, with with what you're doing now uh, and we kind of touched on this a little bit but but I'm gonna kind of maybe take it in reverse from from something we talked about earlier with how you know the world's colliding and going from being a, a runner and a participant to being involved with with putting on the races how has what you're doing now um, putting on the races, running, running multiple races across multiple states. Uh, how has that changed um, you as as a runner? So when you when you go to a race now, whether it's New York or, or another race that, that you happen to to participate in that isn't one of your races, um, has has what you know as a as a organizer and as a, an owner of a race company has that changed the way you look at at other races when you uh, participate in them? Um. And, I, and I'll be open-ended on the answer of yes and no. <laughs> uh, as, as a pure, if I can isolate, if I could, which I can't when I go isolate myself out as a pure runner when I go to these events now, uh, I would say not much. Um, you know, uh, as I have expectations, uh, but it starts falling over into the business side when you, if you see something that's done uh, really well, you're like, that's a good idea or that they, they nailed that. And, you know, we, we either need to do that or we got to, we got to up our game to do it as good as they do it. And, and the reverse side of that is like, Oh, they really, <laughs> that didn't go well. That was a real disaster. Uh, so you, you see those as you go along, but it's per- perspective as it's just a pure runner. Not so much. It's like, I do try to turn it off and just go enjoy it when I run a race. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm sure that it's easier said than done. Like you said, especially when you start to see things that the mind starts, starts to worry. At least it, it usually does for me. I'm sure it does for you as well. But, um, guys, once again, if, if any of the races we talked about today sound interesting and, and we talked about, I don't know what, three of them out of the, uh, the, the 11, 12 that are, that are in the, the portfolio and, and the other ones that they also work with as well. Um, check out junction 311.com for more information about all the races. Uh, you'll probably hear me talking about a few other ones, uh, as well going forward because, uh, there's a couple other races on, on the list that, uh, might be drawing my interest. Uh, and, and maybe we can get, uh, get a group together to go run some of these races. Uh, but junction 311.com is the website, especially if you're in that North Carolina area, there's all kinds of races there. You're probably already familiar with a couple of Mike's races, but uh, check it out, run all of them. Cause they all sound like they're really good. 
BigBeachMarathon.com is the website for uh, for Big Beach Marathon, which I will be at at the end of uh, January 2019. So come join me. Uh, we'll have a good old time. And uh, Dizruns.com slash 657 is the link for the show notes for today's episode. We'll have everything talked about linked up there as well uh, if you need to reference anything that we talked about today. So, Mike, thank you for, uh, for taking the time today. Certainly uh, appreciate it. And uh, definitely uh, like what I hear about the Big Beach Marathon. So I'm, I'm even more excited to uh, experience it now than I was before our call. And uh, can't wait to, uh, to see it. Can't wait to, to see you there in person, meet you and, and say hi. And uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. And, and we'll see you in just a couple months. Okay, great. Thanks. Enjoyed it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Mike and myself. And as always... We'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was something that we talked about uh, besides just the Big Beach Marathon? Hopefully that uh, that sounds like a fun race for you, whether you run it, uh, join me and run it in 2019, or maybe you, you add it to the calendar as a possibility for 2020 and beyond. Uh, what else from today's episode of the show uh, caught your attention, made, made you stop and think a little bit? Um, for me, it, it really, the, the big thing I think that, that caught my uh that, that, that struck a chord for me, my takeaway was just uh, how many logistics are involved with putting on, putting on anything, but, but obviously in this, this conversation talking about putting on a race and, you know, I, I, I think as, as runners, we, we know that uh, there's a lot of things that have to go on behind the scenes, a lot of moving parts, but I don't think we realize it. I know I don't realize it. Even from talking to, to Mike and some of the other folks I've talked to, uh, you know, Jay with, with the Seven Bridges Marathon and uh, Lacey with, with the uh, Prairie Fire Marathon uh, that I've had on the show, uh, you know, in the, in the past six months. Uh, even with talking to them about how many moving parts go along with setting up a race, I still don't really, I don't think, understand. And so the, the reason that that's a takeaway for me and the reason that uh, it really stood out is that it's just it's just maybe that little bit of reminder to not be critical when something doesn't go quite according to plan. Like nobody, you know, Mike, any anybody else associated with a race anywhere, nobody's. I hope <laughs> I better I better uh, you know buffer that statement. But I, I don't think that anybody is going out of their way to create a bad experience for us runners on race day. You know, no race director is like, let me go out and mismeasure the course. Let me go out and not have enough water at the aid stations or, you know, not, ha- not order enough t-shirts or medals or whatever the case might be. Um, do those things happen from time to time? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Um, but, but it, it wasn't done on purpose. And, and by getting, by getting upset, by, by pointing at your watch when you cross the finish line and, and, you know, complaining that the course is wrong, is long, even though it's not, you just didn't run the perfect tangents, which it's almost impossible to run the perfect tangents on race day. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not the course's fault. It's not the race director's fault, but to, to blame somebody to, to, to bitch and complain, not the, not the best situation, not, not the, uh, the shining example of how great the running community is, uh, in those moments. And, and listen, I've been guilty of it. I've complained about things before. Um, so this is not me trying to, to throw stones while living in a glass house. Okay. I, I, I've, I've made those mistakes before. Probably another reason why it stuck out to me is like, gosh, yeah, I'm guilty of that. And, and you can translate that out to other areas of life as well. There's not very often that, that people are just out to, to mess with you. You know, when, when, um, you know, when you're, when you're at the restaurant and they get your order wrong, like they didn't probably do it on purpose. Um, you know, and so 
I guess where I'm trying to get at with all of this is when something, when the, when things don't happen according to plan, whether it's on race day, whether it's at a restaurant, whether it's anywhere else in your life, try to just take a, a, a breath before you react, before you blow up, before you, uh, chew into somebody and remember that they, they probably didn't do it on purpose. And so, you know, having, having a little bit of grace, showing a little bit of grace, uh, and, and, you know, you can still point out when something's wrong, especially, you know, if, if you ordered food that doesn't come the way you wanted it, you can, you can politely point that out and, and get it, get the situation fixed. But just jumping down somebody's throat isn't, isn't probably the best way of doing it. And, and again, you know, talk about logistics, things going on behind the scene. There's, there's, you know, maybe 50 orders going on in the kitchen at that one time. And, they got one wrong. It happens. It happens. So just remember that there's always a, a whole lot of things going on, a whole lot of moving parts. You want to talk about your running? There's there's all the, the things beyond just the running that goes into your running success. The, the, the logistics behind the scenes, the strength training, the little things that I talk about all the time. All of those things count and all of those things are important. And if you, if you, you know, don't take into, into account the stretching and the foam rolling and get enough sleep and what you're eating and all those things, then your performance might not be there like, like you uh, anticipate. And it's the same thing with the race. If they don't take care of lodging and directions and course setup and police and, and yada, 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 the race doesn't go like it's, it's intended. So um, continuing to say the same thing that I've been saying for the last couple, three minutes, the logistics, there's a lot of logistics that are going on in, in all of our lives and in all areas of our lives. And so when, when the finished product maybe doesn't look quite like you expect, don't, don't, uh, don't take it out on the folks that are resulting or that are in charge of the finished product, because there's a lot of other things going on and they're probably doing the best they can. So it's just like, you're probably doing the best you can when you're in those situations. So just, just something to think about, something to keep in mind, uh, and, and maybe avoid making, uh, making a scene the next time that a race on your, according to your watch measures just a little bit long. Maybe it's, it's not so much the race's fault, but anyway, that's, that was my takeaway long and drawn out as per usual. Uh, but what about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at Dizruns. Shoot me a Instagram message at Dizruns. Uh, obviously you can also shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And you can head over to the show notes for this episode and leave your comments and thoughts and feedbacks and takeaways there as well. Dizruns.com slash six, five, seven is the link that'll take you take you to the, the page in the show notes and uh, have all the information there as well so with that we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up put a little bow on it call it a day don't forget if you're interested in, in running with uh running with the diz and the diz's wife in uh in may we will be at the carolina bruce fest half marathon i believe there's also a 5k there as well so you've got a couple of different options distance op- options available um i'm not interested in running the 5k you know you know that but i'll be there for the half marathon uh, and we'd love to see you there as well. CarolinaBruceFest.com is the website with all the information, signups, yada, yada, yada. Any questions, let me know. And if you do sign up, let me know that as well. So we can uh, coordinate something, get together, maybe do a shakeout run, whatever the case might be. We'd love to see you up there in North Carolina in May, CarolinaBruceFest.com. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up officially now, tighten up the bow, uh, put it under put it under the tree, as it were, since this episode's coming out in early December. Uh, but until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thank you guys for listening. Certainly appreciate that. And uh, be well, all right? We'll talk soon. Take care, guys.